uh everybody i uh i want to welcome you to a very special episode of the podcast as you know cam and i uh share an office and a desk but typically when we record we don't make eye contact with each other but in this episode we're going to try something different we're going to look at each other during the whole time just passionate incredible fiery intense eye contact and why are you walking away no wait no come back he went into the closet you guys anyway um while i have you here let me tell you about the matrix resurrections um it was pretty good anyone who says it was bad is a wrong person it's kind of like how the last jedi is the best star wars movie but a bunch of people really hate it but the matrix resurrections was pretty good the producer said that if i leave now uh they won't give me any of the money in my 401k so we get 401ks no i do why you well because i'm gonna live to be old so yeah but i'm the host yeah, but you're not going to be around to, like, use it. That's why I'm going to sneeze into this microphone and not not take it out. See, you edit the show, so, like, you're, you you work hard to, to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your work has to be valued less. That's just capitalism, baby. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I'm thinking it's about time for a revolution. Okay. I think we need to break from the shackles that is... I forget the quote. You weren't getting it right anyway. Alright, that's fine. I It doesn't matter. The movie's bad. Dark Knight Rises is bad. Welcome to Foiled Again, everybody. I'm oh, your host, yeah. uh, Justin Reese. I'm joined here today by my good friend and co-host, uh, Cayman Cruz, and... You know, we've reached the end of the of the Nolan films in our Nightwatch segment. We have. Uh, we're talking about The Dark Knight Rises today, and it sucks. You want to do our rankings now? Yeah, sure. Um, okay. The Dark Knight, number one. Yeah, Dark Knight, number one. Batman 89, Batman number 90, two. Batman 89, for me, tied with Batman Begins okay. for number two. Batman Begins is uh, number three for me. Okay, okay. Then Batman 66, right? I have to pull up my letterbox to keep track. Yeah, mine is Batman 66. And then it's Returns. And then it's Forever. And then it's The Dark Knight Rises. And then it's Batman and Robin. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's that's a little difficult. Well, for well for me, after sixty six, then it's forever, then it's returns, and then I don't know. I think because since I've already tied eighty nine and begins, I'm gonna tie rises and and Batman and Robin for worst together, okay. because right. I think about what you said about because last night there was a point where you were like, I don't want to finish this movie, 
Yes. And you were like, That's I didn't. What I was about to bring. You up. were like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to bail out of Batman and Robin, which is objectively worse. Mm-hmm. But I want to bail out of this one because it, it's a waste of time. It's so tedious. I just. It's so bland. It feels like they were like everyone who. Everyone who was a part of, I guess, the creative uh, 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 process in terms mm-hmm. of like writing and directing were on autopilot. Yes. Because it hits the beats. It hits the beats that it needs to, but it doesn't do so in an impactful or like emotional way anything that's supposed to be emotional in this movie feels like they're like don't you feel sad because you're supposed to feel sad now and i'm like no this is stupid so like i while watching this movie this is the batman movie that we have laughed the least during yeah because there's very little that's even funny. Yeah. And then the stuff that's funny isn't trying to be funny. Yeah. It's us being like, <laughs> man. <That's, laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It just. I remember. I told you, I remember as a as a kid seeing this movie and being like. Oh, it's better because I was just caught up in how much bigger everything was because they go out of their way to like inflate the stakes here. And it's really annoying because everyone at every moment tells you that they've inflated the stakes. Like you don't get the sense that it's going, you know, crazy like it did in the Dark Knight or like even like it does in Batman Begins. Um, And... I struggled with that. I was like, oh, is it better? No, I don't think it's better. And then I, and then just slowly I was like, no, yeah, The Dark Knight's the better movie. And I would watch I would watch Rises every now and then just in, as like a background kind of thing just because I owned it, right? And this is before I had like streaming or like cable or anything. Just, you know, you just rely on the DVDs and whatnot, what you got. Um, and I don't know. There's always a point of me, part of me that was like, this is kind of, this is kind of I'm kind of bored right now, you know? And so eventually I kind of stopped watching it. I would periodically watch The Dark Knight every now and then because Dark Knight's great. Then, I don't know, I put on Batman Begins every now and then. I'm like, you know what, Batman Begins is pretty good. But I just completely phased out Dark Knight Rises, especially because I was just like, hmm, I don't think that was that good. That and like a great choice. Yeah, yeah. And like I, was, like I was telling you last night, I was like, I was like, I'm glad that we were right about this movie and wrong about the Dark Knight. Agreed. Because if we were if we were wrong about this one, and it's still the movie that it, like if we enjoyed this movie, I would like totally question all credibility we have as um, individuals. <laughs> right, and like it's it's been a while since I've seen this movie. Yeah, but I was like, I don't think. There was no part of me that thought I would walk away from this one being like, you know what? That was a pretty good time all yeah. in all. Yeah. Like, I was so scared that that was going to be the case for forever 
and and robin yeah and then it was the case for forever and then it wasn't for and robin yeah. and i was like all right cool 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 but for this one it's like it was just a really bad time because we what was it we were doing something and we stopped i, I forget if it was like a pee break or a snack break or what but I, it was like 35 minutes into the movie yeah man and it felt like so much longer See, I had the opposite reaction. I was like, nothing has happened yet, so I assume we're still not even past the 30-minute mark. And mm. we're only a little bit over, right? But I was, but I was telling well, you... Well, we were I was, closer to 40 minutes than we... Because it was like 30... It, it was almost 36 minutes. Yeah. But I was like, nothing has... Like, he hasn't even... He hasn't even put on the costume again yet, right? Like, mm-hmm. nothing happens. And at that point in like the dark night and like the 30, 35, 36 minute mark, we're going to Hong Kong and we're going yeah. to snatch Lao out of the building. And like so much other stuff, like they've had the meeting with the Joker. They, uh, 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 Harvey gets introduced and almost is assassinated. But if you ask me what happened in those first 30 minutes of Dark Knight Rises, I'd be like, they were at Wayne Manor, I guess. Bane well, is trying to be cool. Well, yeah, stuff. we have Bane playing hijacking. We have Wayne Manor stuff. That's it. This is some stuff with Catwoman, I guess. Yeah, but that's at Wayne Manor. Yeah. Like, so much of this movie is... This movie has no need to be longer than The Dark Knight. Yeah. And it definitely does. Like, it, it doesn't even be longer than Batman Begins, even. It's It's so... And let's like I for real I don't even want to get into like the full plot of this movie. I just want to touch on like specific moments and characters, right? Yeah, I mean, I I'd want to go over like overall stuff. Oh, of course, time, no, no, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I don't want to get I don't want to go beat for beat like we've done and accidentally done every other time. Yeah. Uh, um, but I want to talk about I want to talk about let me, Bane. Let me skim through my notes and see any okay. uh, cool or funny. I shouldn't say cool because that's not the vi- funny thing. Yeah, that I have in here. I want to talk um, about Bane and the plane yeah. sequence because it's lame. It is. It feel. It is very lame. The I just looked at my notes and started laughing because there's a. There's one that says, we are six minutes into this movie, and Justin and I have pointed at the screen and yelled, he said the thing, three <laughs> times already. Because <laughs> we did that so I'm much. I was wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. <laughs> it, the fire rises. Oh, it would Just... be extremely painful. <laughs> um, So that scene is very clearly... Like, let's try and recreate the bank, the bank heist from the opening of the Dark Knight. Let's let's give Bane as much presence as we gave the Joker mm-hmm. by doing this cool opening scene. Mm-hmm. And arguably, the theatricality of it all is more because it's in the middle of a plane that's in flight yeah another plane cuts that plane in half yeah and blah 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 we throw guys out of the stuff but it's the best nowhere near as good the best way to put it is that the dark knight is all about escalation and the dark knight rises is all about inflation because mm. they're like 
Whoa, is he's hijacking the stock a plane, huh? Because they're at the stock exchange. Yeah, because the fire rises. Uh, do you feel in charge? I like that we ha- I like that we have separate ones. We're not doing the same ones. Um, My hearing aid. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so much of this movie is people pointing out how serious things are and never letting the moment or any of the things that are actually happening feel serious. It's just like yeah. it's like, hey, we made the Dark Knight, so we have to try and make the Dark Knight again. And I would argue that the better Dark Knight movie that came out that year was Skyfall. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. That movie is very clearly James Bond, The Dark Knight. I ain't seen that movie in a minute. It's really good. Is that the one where he slides down the satellite dish? No. No, that's an older one. I think that's... Is that... Is that... No, is that... I don't know. No, that's the one that's shot by Roger Deakin, so it looks cool as hell. <laughs> why Why? Why are you saying that? Like, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that's the one. Because you should know that it looks cool as hell. Which one is so, the one that he slides down the satellite dish, though? I don't know. Is it Quantum of Solace? Because that's the one I don't remember. I remember Quantum of Solace because the one girl, the Bond girl in that movie, ends up getting murdered in oil. One of them, yes, right. Yeah. It was Gemma Arterton, too, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because her body is just on the bed. Covered, covered in oil. oil. Yeah. I, I remember like, the, I think the director for that one was Mark Forrester, and he said he wanted each, uh, each action scene in that movie to be themed after an element. So one is about water. One's about fire. One's about earth. One's about air. And I was like, Hmm, you watched avatar. That's shut up. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, no, that's, I know. So that's like, but it's infinitely more interesting than talking about dark Knight rises. You are so right. (laughs) Without a doubt. I remember watching Quantum of Solace, and the only thing that I could think for the entire runtime of that movie is, I really want to play the Wii tie-in game for this. That's what I want to do. I could barely remember the movie, because I'm like, you can use the Wii zapper for this. Do you ever have... I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying things. Yeah, that might not be true. I don't know. Do you ever have those moments of being a kid and actually coming to terms with the fact that a movie you just watched is bad? Yeah. Because I remember being like, yeah, I want to get into James Bond. And I, I saw like part of Casino Royale. I was like, this is cool. So I got excited for Quantum Solace. But I didn't go see it. I, I waited mm-hmm. until it like was available to rent or something. And we rented it. And I remember watching the whole thing. And that's why I, I know that I don't remember anything. Because I know I watched that movie and left it thinking... I did not like that movie. That's the only reason I can tell you that I know I saw it because I know as a kid, I did not like it. Yeah, man. You know, what's also funny about Skyfall. 
I wondered what would break first. Your body? Or your spirit? Yeah, you know what's funny about Skyfall? <laughs> Skyfall is the second James Bond movie to be influenced by Christopher Nolan's Batman. Because Casino Royale is very clearly James Bond Batman Begins. Okay. Yeah. I really like Casino Royale. I still have okay, never Skyfall, finished it. It's dog. No, I know. Every time I finish it, something happens. I mm. literally remember the last time I tried to watch it, the power went out. I've tried to watch that movie like three or four times and always halfway through something just goes wrong and I just I can't watch it anymore. What's the deal with Skyfall? Skyfall is the one that uh, Javier Bardem is the villain. Yes. I was like, is that the one? And I was going to ask, but I forgot. Yeah, that's the one. Quantum of Solace is an hour and 46 minutes. <laughs> Man, Welcome what is that, what is that movie even about, about? James Bond. Um, The bad guys doing oil stuff in the desert, and that's bad. Don't do that. So, only the U.S. can do oil stuff in the desert. So, James Bond has to get over there. And he says, these quantums ain't solace at all, man. You better you better shut this down right now or I'm going to call my boss. And they go, who? And he goes, who is my boss? And then he has this like this whole crisis thing going on for him, right? Where he's just like, who do I work for? Why do I do the things that I do? He starts crying. He's going down the river. He's in the desert, but he forgets and a river appears. It's it's a really weird movie. I just... Yeah. You know. That's way more interesting. People remember it because of that line, though. These uh, quantums ain't solaced at all. Yeah. And that's just... That, this is way more interesting than the topic of the show. <laughs> I do I really don't want to talk about this movie. There's not, there's nothing even to talk about. Cause like, honestly, by far as a representation of Batman, it's so lacking. It is. So the thing that we were saying, like I, I pointed this out to you. I was like, Hey, Justin, this is at the point of the movie where they've started doing no man's land badly. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, the bridges are blown out and the government's making sure no one can get, out of Gotham and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yeah. It breaks my heart that they <laughs> took inspiration from No Man's Land to do the worst lamest yeah, Batman man. movie. It doesn't make any sense. Because like at least for Batman and Robin it's not like here they took influence from this story arc. It's like they just did something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where it's like they picked Batman villains and made a Batman movie and it happened to be bad. I but miss, this one it's like we're going to superhero do... movies would do that. Uh, it depends. Um, but it sucks that Christopher Nolan went, okay, what should I draw influence from? Nightfall, great story. Mm-hmm. Don't remember it all that well, but mm-hmm. like, it's obviously really good. Yeah. And then No Man's Land, which is a story that I love. And I personally am more familiar with the novelization. I've also read the comic, mm-hmm. but the novelization for it is just so good. Mm. And man this movie is is not good it's not it really isn't it's bad it's awful but while all that stuff was going down i was like justin 
what genre is this movie? <laughs> because I don't know. And I was like, because it's not, it's trying very hard to not be a superhero movie the most out of any of them. Mm-hmm. This one is like, we're not a superhero movie. This is the most normal Gotham that you've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's just the city now. Batman's gone. There's no supervillains. We don't even give Scarecrow the mask when he shows up. Yep. Like, we, everything's regular. We're not superheroes anymore. Please don't bring up superheroes. But it's Batman, so he's here. Yeah. Sometimes. And he looks awful. There is something about looks... the way that they shot this movie in which Batman just looks awful in every single shot. And I, I talked to... I, I don't remember if I brought it up on the podcast, but they were talking about how... Batman looks bad in the daylight, which I think is a yes, false statement. You brought it up on the podcast. And I felt like some of the moments in daylight were the best that he looked. I agree. Like, I don't understand why. I also realized, because I kept talking about how what, there was something weird about his eyes this whole movie. Yes. And it felt like, for some reason, when Christian Bale would be talking to someone as Batman, his eyes would be, like, super open, staring at them. When usually it's like, like, obviously the cowl itself has the, the, the grimace, right? But he's still, you can still get the sense that he's angry. Whereas when he's talking to people, just kind of like he's eyes completely open, just talking to somebody normally. And he looks goofy. Like it looks like somebody strapped like googly eyes onto his eyes rather than just let him look. And his mouth looks weirder. For some reason as well. That might just be because he got a little older. <laughs> hey man, he's a he's a he's a older uh uh Is Wales what is Wales count as? He's an older Welsh man? I don't know. I don't know much about yeah. the Welsh people. He's not English, but you know. Yeah, Welsh. Yeah. Free free Wales. But I mean his lips were already funny. No, for sure, yeah. but, like, something... I'm saying, like, the mouth of the costume oh. open part of it just yeah. feels weirder. It's smaller. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Just, there's not enough space. And also, for some reason... Because he doesn't look that big in the bat suit. Like, when he's, when like... When he has the cowl yeah, on. Yeah, when he's head to toe. But there's that scene where he has the the mask off. And, um... He looks, like, gigantic. <laughs> He does, and it it looked like, you know, I could see, like, a comic panel where he has the cowl off yeah. and the way that he's standing in that scene, and I'm like, oh, man, that's Batman. Looking like a Rob Liefeld A drawing. thought that I don't have for the rest of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Or at any point during it besides just the look of him in one scene. Yeah. Because it's so, like, they've made such a point of being like, look how important Rachel is to Batman. Mm-hmm. And here it's like... Look how important Rachel was to Batman. Yeah. And, like, she's a source of pain, but that's all she is. Yeah. She's a source of my annoyance with the movie. (laughs) Yeah, me too. But so is the movie. Mm -hmm. So. Are you really telling me that Bruce decided to stop being Batman not so Gotham could have the villain that it needed 
but because he was sad about losing his the supposed love of his life. Who he was in a very platonic relationship with. But he was like, she was he was gonna he was she was gonna wait for me, Alfred. She was gonna wait and for me. The whole time Alfred is posted up doing that like Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the Michael Caine lips. <laughs> the Michael Caine lips. That's the biggest source of contention in this movie for me is being like, you have taken... I don't know about that one, Chief. I was wondering what would break first. (laughs) (laughs) Your spirit or your body? Um, Where was I? Alfred. Right, it's... Batman and Alfred, the relationships between Bruce Wayne and Alfred Pennyworth, all of their interactions that they've had in these movies mm-hmm. have been very accurate mm-hmm. to the comic books. They've represented their their relationship well, I feel like. Yeah. And in this movie, that has completely been thrown out the window. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the the reason they're supposed to be so tense is because obviously Alfred is like, yeah, he stopped being the Batman, but then he just stopped being a person, right? Yeah, and that's the reason why Alfred is so not antagonistic, but like you know, he's very like, bro. He's like, stop with your death wish now. Like, he's like, I want better for you. Um, I was hoping. Yeah. One day I'll see I'd you. Take a little vacation. Oh my god. And I see you. Oh my god, dude. This is such a dumb, stupid idea. That Alfred says, you know, I hoped one day that the son that I have raised from the time he was a boy, that I would be able to look at him and see that he's there with a lady. Therefore, he's happy. And then I'd never see him again. That's all I want. He said, Gotham has always been a source of your pain. And I'm like, all that happened was that his parents died. And then when he came back. He was going to try and kill the guy who killed his parents. <laughs> a lot of this movie is built on like things that happened before that we never told you about. Yeah. Like you're telling me, oh, Bruce Wayne became a hermit after Harvey and Rachel and the Joker and all that. But I guess at some point before he became full hermit, he invested in a clean energy project or whatever. Like, what? Yeah. Or like, oh, this guy, he was excommunicated from the League of Shadows, but he is a member, and look at how crazy he is now. He's been doing a bunch of stuff for the past couple of years. What? Like, And they give us, here's the issue with Bane. They give us no reason to, like, explain why he's special. Mm-hmm. They're like he's he's more radical than Rachel. He's a Mary like, Sue. Yeah. <laughs> like straight up. He is. No, but it's like here is he's more radical than Rachel Ghoul. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make him a good fighter. Like yeah. obviously he was good enough to be in the League of Shadows. But there's a lot of people in the League of Shadows that are getting washed by Batman. And then right? especially like well, like then here's the other thing. The League of Shadows is a very secret group. I don't know how Alfred got any information that Bane was in the League of Shadows, right? He's just like, oh, some sources say blah, blah, blah. 
okay. Then they're like, well, what is it? When they explain, like, after the twist or whatever, that Marion Cotillard is, is playing Talia, um, <clears throat> she's like, she's like, he didn't accept Bane because all he represented was his failure to protect my mother, his love. And I'm like, who? Who? One? <laughs> who? Two? That's stupid. Just real yeah. stupid, real dumb. Right? Especially because he saved your life. So, like, you feel like that would just completely absolve whatever weird residual feel. Like, he could still harbor some sort of, like, resentment, right? Resentment. But he's like, you can't be in my gang because every time if, I look at you, I think of my dead wife. If you mean to sit there and tell me that Rachel Ghoul looked at a tool that was strong enough to beat and break the Batman and said, yeah, but you remind me of my dead wife, though, so I'm going to get rid of you. Shut up, because he wouldn't. And then the other thing is, well, then what's he been doing this whole time? Like, why are we only hearing about him now? Because Rachel Gould died <laughs> after after his encounter with Batman. And you're telling me whatever indiscriminate amount of time between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight happened... And then the full eight years between the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, that he's only now making waves. And then like Talia Al Ghul is playing the long game, being some sort of like uh, philanthropist and or like whatever she's doing, and is on the board of of the Wayne, the Wayne uh, uh, Enterprises company. Like what is? You're just, like, you're not, like, everything here is, like, just a weird leap to, like, we need this to be set up. It feels like this was, like, a first draft of a movie. It it reminds me, not in precisely the same way and not in such an obvious way, but, like, the writing in Endgame where it's, like, we made this choice so that this thing could happen. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, obviously, technically, that's the way all stories are told, right? However, yeah. it doesn't align with the things that happened prior right. in, the, and I think in the prior movies. In the prior movies. And it's like you you take all of this stuff and you say, well, I want to do this thing and I want to do this thing and I want to do this thing. So I'll just put this piece here, here, and here, and you just you figure it out. It's fine. It happens. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. And it's like, but that – but <laughs> – but why? Yeah. Because listen, I think after the events of the Dark Knight, taking a movie and being like, okay, this is the last one in the trilogy. Since Gotham is fixed, the source is going to be something outside Gotham. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's mm-hmm. that's a good idea. I have a few other ideas of like another way that you could uh, do this final movie in the trilogy. Yeah. But that's not a bad place to start. Yeah. Like I'm saying, and Bane is a, this Bane mo- is a great character this, to actually do that. Oh, with. of course. But here's the thing. Like I said, this whole movie is bullet points and a first draft. Like there are things here yes. that if you expand upon them and actually find a natural point to like make them happen, they could, it could work. Right. Especially because you're pulling from sources of things that have already been done. <laughs> So the but fact what they, that they're what like they do instead is they they take this the plot of this movie and it's 
pulled directly from a whiteboard that's been written with expo markers, mm-hmm. and they put it to script and then they put it to screen mm-hmm. because it's like okay batman has to fight bane so his back can break why is bane there bane is there because he's tied to rachel ghoul remember him from the first movie what twist do we need to do that one which we won't talk about mm-hmm. yet um but no not that one yet it's okay since we're doing Rachel Ghoul, then we have to do Talia Al Ghoul, right? Mm-hmm. If we're gonna call back to him. So how do we do Talia Al Ghoul? And Nolan's like, what do I do with a woman? <laughs> what do I do with two women? I'm never making a Batman movie again. Mm-hmm. So now we understand why he doesn't make Batman anymore. <laughs> but he's like, Okay. And Batman is miserable because Rachel's dead. How do we fix that? Who does he like in comic books? Catwoman. Let's bring in Catwoman so we could do a happy ending with him. Yeah, so we can have a romance. What happens in the city to make things so bad that everything falls apart? Are we going to look to No Man's Land and give you a real explanation and break down why things go the way that they do? No. What if there was a nuke? Okay, that's it. We got it. And they just go with that. And we don't have to go into the plot of this movie because that's it. And we have to take away Bruce Wayne's resources for some reason. Yeah, he has to go broke. Even though it has little to no effect on anything. And they show you effects that it does have that it just, in the end, doesn't matter. It it doesn't mean anything. It's like, oh, your Lamborghini's being taken. And I'm like, okay. Oh, the oh, no, power out. went out while I'm making out with Talia al Ghul. Yeah. Okay. It what how does this affect you? Your back is broken and you end up out for four months out of Gotham. And then you just show up somehow. Somehow. How do you get back into the city when the There is a big there's a big thing about this movie and plot holes, like even like right after it came out and people are like, How did you get back to the city? And then certain people were like, You gotta just have suspension of disbelief or whatever. I'm like, bro. I understand he's Batman. I understand that you established Batman can overcome the odds. However, every single time we show Batman overcome the odds, we show him overcome Mm -hmm. the odds. We explain to you what the odds are. We show the options and we show you how you do it like a magic trick, right? Yeah. Well, when you break down a magic trick, instead, we're just going to do the magic trick. I'm going to take this pencil. <laughs> Just like when you start to go against the own like core tenets of your of your franchise. Tenets? Shut up. When you start to go against them just because you need to make things happen, that just shows me that you don't care like at all. You're just like, well, how do we how do we trick people into having an emotional reaction and feeling like this is how it should have gone? Let's do that. The tagline for this movie should have been, want to see Christopher Nolan phone it in? <laughs> like, straight up. Straight up. Because that's what it is. Like, I would much rather watch Dunkirk again than this movie. I would... There's so many things I'd rather do than watch the. Dark <laughs> I just wanted to make another Christopher Nolan connection. Yeah. All right. Let's. We're. What is it? It says we got 40 minutes into this recording. I don't want to talk about this movie for more than an hour. Speed round. All right. 
let me look through my stuff. What are the funny things that I have in here? Okay, we got to talk about Gordon, even though they don't do much with him, except like you're now mentoring this new cop, John Blake, right? And you got to deal so with your of... guilt or whatever. Yeah. So that, you know, Barbara Sr. has taken the kids for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I think that James Jr. being raised in Ohio really explains a lot about that that man. Yeah. And I think Babs deserves a lot better than being raised in Ohio. Yeah. Wasn't Gordon oh, originally whenever... from Chicago? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yes, he is. Mm. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe Barbara Sr. is from Cleveland. No. Hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes and it says Tom Hardy is Bane and it's the emoticon of the semicolon and the slash and that's just what I have in there and I, I want to clarify that it's not like oh I can tell this is Tom Hardy doing a bad job because it doesn't feel like Tom Hardy Yeah, he acts this role it's just that the role is and which, I have like, to stand very large he's just a big goofy man yeah I'm going to puff out my chest a bunch, grab my jacket, which honestly is baller. Love that. Yeah. Just walk Because he doesn't have this. the venom. He doesn't. He's just like. Well, his see, venom. That's why his he venom is clearly. Venom. What? Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. His venom is clearly whatever is suppressing all of the pain in his mask. Which does what? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That's another thing. Now listen, I I'm a big believer in suspension of disbelief. I'm a big believer in you don't need to explain everything. Sometimes it is safe to assume. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to show me cool stuff because the the design for the mask is interesting. Yeah. And then never explain why he wears it. It's just like I'll be in a lot of pain if this comes off. I'm like, "Okay, why?" I don't know. Thank you. And it's like, like, and what is it? In that fight at the end, he, Batman breaks a little piece and Bane's like, oh no, I gotta fix it. Ah. And that's how. My inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's how Batman gets the upper hand in that fight. And then he starts doing the thing that I brought up last week. Why are Which is, is not supposed to be funny, but is really funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. But we didn't even really laugh about it in the moment because we were just so over it. Yeah. But we did laugh at the college humor sketch that I sent you. Yeah, it was hilarious. Really yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Gotham is even more boring now, mm-hmm. which is just true. Whenever Anne Hathaway came on the screen, I said, keep an eye out for Selena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bringing it back for this episode. Uh, this week's uh, baddie. This is baddie of the week is uh, Anne Hathaway's Selena Kyle. Anne Hathaway, if you ever divorce your man, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, she... It's so unfortunate because, like, she could have been such a great Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Because I don't blame it on her, yeah. She can. Yeah, she does everything she can with what she's given. Mm -hmm. But what she's given is you're a woman in a... Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So but like, we're going to give you a couple more things to do because you get to fight people. Yeah. And you get to make that very Selena comment about, like, you still got a problem with guns? And it's like, oh, yeah. that was cool. 
Yeah, I wish you nice. had personality during this movie. Which was in a better movie. Um, yeah. Speaking of fights, the choreography so in bad. this movie is just garbage. Now, that's not to say that the choreography in any of the other movies were great. But at least... <laughs> at least they cut away from a lot of things. Like, the issue yeah. was there's too much cutting. But I'm glad there's too much cutting. Because to just see... So many people miss. There's a part where Bane spins and does a Superman punch at, at Batman. And he totally misses. Like, completely. And Batman falls to the ground. And then there's a couple shots where somebody is fighting Batman. Like, a bunch of people are fighting Batman. But they just fall down. Like, they never get hit. It's just like, oh, oh I'm in the scuffle. Oh, I fall down. Garbage. 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 I just, I zoned out for a second after you brought up how bad the fighting was because I could just see when all the cops and all of Bane's guys are fighting each other and Bane and Batman are fighting and it just looks so terrible. Nothing about it feels cool. I just want it to stop. Yeah. I want to run in there and be like, stop, Bruce, this isn't you. <laughs> then he blows me up in a building. <laughs> pushes you off of the pushes you off of the the rubble. <laughs> it's just yeah, the the choreography is bad. That's definitely true. Garbage. What is cool once again is the bat pod. Yeah. What's not cool is, so is the bat the bat what, Justin? The bat. The Batman? No, the bat aerial vehicle. The Batav. The Bav. The Bav. The Bav. I just took it's, the It's called it the Bat. The Bav. <laughs> and this is here to set up this really dumb plot point of like, I couldn't figure out the autopilot. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. You got it. And I, I get that it's sort of like he, it's something he left for Bruce to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of it. But it's also like Bruce being like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't fix it. Bruce knows technology. I was going to, you know, knee jerk reaction be like, yes, because comic books. Mm-hmm. But this Bruce. I mean, enough to make that machine that Lucius didn't want to use. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That doesn't help the point, because then that makes me like, wait. How did he do that? How did he know? (laughs) Here's the thing. This movie is bad because it undermines the other two. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's like, here's the stuff that we set up with the Dark Knight. Here's the meaning that we have given this. And then it's like, oh, but here come outside forces again Mm -hmm. that are tied to the same issue from the first movie. Mm -hmm. Here they go causing a a big problem. And it's like, you know what? Maybe if the Joker had really, really won and Two-Face had gone down and crime had continued... um, Maybe we wouldn't have ended up with 
big chunks of our city falling into the tunnels and being cut off from civilization for four months and living in an escape from New York post-apocalyptic wasteland. Like, come on. Come on. Like, it... It's just so ridiculous. And it's so frustrating that this movie is trying so hard out of all of them, the hardest to be like, it's not like superhero stuff. It's not like comic mm-hmm. book stuff. It's so realistic. Here's the military vehicles. Mm-hmm. Here's this thing and that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, your plot is that a whole government, that, that the government cuts off this whole island because you're holding it hostage with a nuke. Mm-hmm. And they're just letting you have that. What are you talking about? Man. Should have had Snake Plissken and this movie wouldn't have happened. Kurt Russell? Ego. Ego. Man. But yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah, just like Gordon doesn't get to do anything. He gets to almost die at the end of the movie he gets to put together that bruce wayne is batman and one of the only good scenes in this movie that's it yeah it's still corny <laughs> yeah but at least it's not like here's the truth yeah i'm bruce wayne and he pulls the mask yeah off he and, does it in a know, very batman that. way he does he's yeah. like that's what i was saying i love that the both the, the two people that he's told i am bruce wayne while he's dressed up as batman he's done so indirectly by just quoting something that they said to him or telling them what they did yeah how can you prove that you're bruce wayne here's my credit card information (laughs) never leave home without it (laughs) yeah yeah it's yeah um, but they introduced this new character, a spunky cop turned detective, John Blake. Played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt and one of the last Joseph things Gordon-Levitt. I saw him in when he kept Here doing come... things that I cared about. Here comes Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's here. He's investigating stuff. He's doing things. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's here to be another good man in Gotham because mm-hmm. you thought Harvey Dent was the last one. Just kidding. Here's another one. Yeah. He's a cop. Um, and he's, he, Gordon is like, you're not a cop anymore. You're a detective now. And they're like, oh, okay. So this is going to be like Gordon's successor since they're setting up like this send off to Gordon, mm-hmm. but he's not Gordon's successor. He's Batman. He's Batman's successor. And not only is he Batman's successor, at the end of the movie, surprise, surprise, he goes to pick up his belongings. And the lady says, name? And this police officer, who I assume has had to do much paperwork and knows how things work in the law, says, here's my fake name, John Blake. And she goes, yeah, we don't have anything for that. He goes, here's my real name. And hands over a card. For dramatic effect. Saying it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we can't know yet. She goes, you should use your real name more often. And I like that name. Robin. And I said... I just died a little bit thinking about it. I wish they'd been like Carrie Kelly and ended (laughs) the movie right there. I would have been like, you know what? That was cool. (laughs) Just... 
he his name is Robin. Now Robin is a name. name. Yeah, plenty of people named Robin. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. historically, Robin is a is a is a code name. The only way, the only way, Batman can get a sidekick in the Christopher Nolan movies is if they have real names. Because they never once refer to Catwoman <laughs> as Catwoman. She's just Selena Kyle, the cat burglar. Oh my gosh. We were watching the um <laughs> the scene where she steals Bruce's car. And you're like, why does she still have her mask on? Because yeah. it's just like a little domino mask and she's got like a cat ear headband yeah. type thing on. And I'm like, Justin, it's because we have to know this is <laughs> They're not even showing the ears in the way this yeah. scene is framed. It's just the mask. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is how we know because she's wearing a domino mask. Alfred 66 type beat. <laughs> I'm here to pick you up, Master Wayne. Man. Um... When Alfred leaves, uh, that's when I knew I was done with the movie. Now listen, Alfred has left in the comics before. Yeah. It happened. Mm-hmm. Just these circumstances are dumb. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to get yourself killed. So I'm going to leave because I don't want to see that. And he like goes. And then Bruce and- is all mad because he told him the truth. And he's like, whatever. And then he wakes up. And he's walking through his house because Lucius Fox is knocking on the door or whatever. And he's like, Alfred? What did he just tell you before you went to sleep all angrily? What did he just tell you? He was going to leave. And most of the things in this house are yours. He could pack two bags and just get out of there. Where do you think? him, I would have taken a Batmobile. I wish... I wish this movie had a scene in between when Bruce gets out of the pit and when he's on his way back and they show that Alfred helped him get back in there. Yeah. Because the fact that it's like Alfred leaves and then Alfred's there at the end because Bruce, quote unquote, dies. Oh, sorry. Iconic. I failed you. Iconic. Love that It's part. like you didn't, though. You're fine, Alfred. Well, okay. yeah, but you know. You know, Alfred. No, no, for sure. Parental um, guilt. But it totally could have used them another moment between them. Because the fact that Bruce just kind of left it on, he's angry at me, I never see him again, and then he pretends to die, and then everyone thinks he died. And then he's like, oh, but I'm here at that restaurant. Like, what? Shut up. Selena Kyle abandons her friend completely. Her friend seemed like she was into that revolution in the streets, though, man. Right, but I'm saying, like, they were they were like a team. They mm-hmm. did their thing together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She just leaves her no problem. Yeah. She is a man now. Yeah, she got a man now. Um, Alfred should have marched over there and slapped that man across his face. I don't I don't understand what the need is to be like Bruce Wayne 
having saved Gotham one last time, decides to quit. What? But he decides to quit, and the way he does that is by faking his own death. What? And then he goes around vacationing in different places with Catwoman. Where did what? he get the money from? Because he's broke. <laughs> he sold the nuke. <laughs> It's just so like, okay, here's the thing. I'm not one of those people that believes there's no, there's no way for Bruce Wayne to retire mm-hmm. from being Batman. And I'm not someone who believes that if Bruce Wayne's going to get married, he needs to retire. I don't mm-hmm. think that's true either. Yeah. But if you want me to believe that Bruce Wayne is going to retire, you need to show to me that this man has hope and believes in a life outside of this job. Mm-hmm. Because... Almost every time he doesn't believe in a life outside of this job. Yeah. And in The Dark Knight Rises, you've established that he doesn't believe in a life outside of this job so much that he's just stopped living while he's not doing the job. Yeah. And you've done nothing to be like, and here's why he wants to keep living. For Selena Kyle? No, I don't think that's true. What is it that he's like, I'm leaving Gotham and Batman to this guy, some cop who fired a gun near explosives and didn't take in his surroundings at all while fighting um and also killed a guy instead of getting information from he just screws up a lot of stuff in this i movie. like that in that moment he throws away his gun after he shoots those two guys and then the stuff's going down and they're gonna tr- go try and get gordon and he's running through the hospital with a shotgun like didn't... Well, here's the thing. You you saw that scene where he, he throws away his gun and you're like, oh, it's because he's like, I can't do this killing thing anymore. I said that as a joke. But what you're really, but what you're really supposed to take from it, right? The, the real thing that you're supposed to take from it is he was like, this didn't kill these guys good enough. So he went <laughs> and got a shotgun. He said, I've seen me and Looper. <laughs> I saw the trailer for Looper before this movie. <laughs> Man. I need a shotgun. Looper's so good. Looper bang. And so depressing. I've heard people complain about the time travel in Looper, and I'm like, shut up. I don't care. You watched Endgame. It's so good Idiot. that I it's so good that it, it gets a pass. Because it's literally like the time travel is just a mechanism and it's not like this is a time travel story about time They even travel. show you how janky it is too. Like, so what? <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, um, you can keep going if you want to. I've said all I think I have to say about Dark Knight Rises that I care to say about Dark Knight Rises. Um... I can't think of anything else that made me mad. And if I do, I don't want to be mad. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to talk about other things now. Oh, Batman being the world's greatest detective and hearing this story and being like, so it must be Bane. Right. I told you, I like, I like, I like the idea of Bruce being in his own head, putting the information together. Yes. However, it doesn't fit with any of these movies like that and was purely an excuse to have Liam Neeson be like, ha ha. I'm back. I told you 
Ra's al Ghul was immortal. Oh, I said Batman shooting at the truck with the nuke inside it is so funny because he is just unloading yeah, man. explosives yeah, onto man. that truck. But no, the here's the most important thing. There's that scene where John Blake is there, Robin. Yeah. There he is. He's um with that school bus school bus full of kids from the, the orphanage. Yeah. And he's trying to get across and they won't let him across. And then they blow the bridge so that the kids can't get across. Yeah. And then we were making jokes about like, oh man, he gotta he gotta gun it and just get over there, you know, j- hop the gap yeah. with this uh with this school bus. And my note says Burt Ward would have put that school bus <laughs> into a rampus jump. <laughs> It wouldn't even have mattered oh to him whether or not God. the kids got across. He would have done it. He would have thrown the kids out. Oh, my God. And made them walk back into the city. That's really he, funny. No, he would have made them stand in front, run them over, and put it into a rampless jump to get across. <laughs> Burt Ward's Robin is such a menace. Oh, my God. Burt Ward's Robin is Red Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I'm looking through here and I'm trying to see like, okay, uh, telling a story about an older Batman in a lived in Gotham that has gone without Batman doesn't work because there's only been three Gotham brand crazy supervillains mm-hmm. and one of them died mm-hmm. before the, the public knew about them. Yeah. So they just know about Scarecrow and the Joker and both of those guys are dealt with. So it's like Gotham is missing so much of its flavor and what makes it interesting. Uh-huh. And I, it's, it's so hard to tell this story here because it's just a city. Yeah. That's been fine for eight years yeah. without Batman. Like it's actually been doing really well. Um, I will leave off with, one of my notes and this is the last thing that i need to say about this and it's everything happens so much and not at all <laughs> yeah that last this last like 20 minutes is just noise mm-hmm. oh, batman killed someone else and then he blew up his thing and pretended to die yeah. and faked out all the people that cared about him who did he kill cool talia he blows oh, up the yeah. truck and then she falls down to the thing and dies really yeah. funny <laughs> why she why she look like that man for those of you who are uh not in the studio right now justin just did the talia in <laughs> the talia ghoul dying is l- talking to somebody while I you're thought dying you were just gonna do it again i thought about i was it. gonna do it but <laughs> no it's fine just i'll link it i'll link it to the yeah to the tweet you have to recreate it actually yeah word for word Bar for bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, that's The Dark Knight Rises. Bad movie. Uh, it is second to last in my Batman ranking. It's, it sucks. It's tied last with Batman and Robin for me. I can't wait to be like Batman versus Superman, my fourth favorite Batman movie next week. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You're lying. You're lying. I am lying. But I feel like it's going to be higher than I think it will be, you know? Yeah. 
because I I'm not putting it below this one, and I'm not putting it below Batman or Robin. Yeah. I'm not. So it's going to be at least this high, or it might be it might beat out forever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think it's going to be well, for me. It's going to be in between Forever and Returns. Okay. Because yeah. I hate it, mm-hmm. but in terms of the ranking of, because what is it? Returns starts the list of or this the section of the list in which I probably will never watch these movies again. I you know it's it's probably going to be at the top of that list in which I don't want to watch that movie again, but I would if I had to, you know. Yeah. If it was on and someone was like, "Watch this with me," yeah. I'd be like, "Okay." Or you know what? Maybe it's under Returns simply because Returns I don't want to watch again because I know it's going to make me sad and BVS makes me angry. And then I find no inherent value in watching Batman and Robin or Dark Knight Rises ever again. Yeah. I would like for the Joker to sit dead last on my list, but I can't be sure that it will. Yeah. Like, at this point, I can't be sure that it will. Yeah. I would certainly like it to. And we'll have a lot to say about it. But I don't know. <sighs> Man. All right. Well, that's Nightwatch this week. That's, yeah. That's Nightwatch this week. Short episode. Short segment. Um, Instead of watching a Batman movie... Go ahead and and call someone in your life who's important to you. Yeah. And you tell them that you love them. Tell them happy Valentine's Day. And then you get in your car and drive towards the nearest bridge. And then <laughs> Blow it up. going, angle. No, 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 no. You angle it so that your car will go off the bridge, put a brick in there, and then a fake body. And then you leave and let everyone think you died. And then whoever you just called, go to their favorite place that they like to go Every to. Every day with some girl. With some it could, Any it girl. Yeah, don't even have to be the same girl if you go to the next day. No. Just make sure that you see them when they're there. And you smile and nod at them. That part of makes me especially mad just because regardless of whatever happy ending you want to give Bruce, Alfred has to be tied together in some way. This means Alfred wants to leave Bruce's life completely, and that makes me yes. really mad. Yes. That's that the, is the most upsetting part about this. That movie. is the final, especially, wo- the final word. Es- right, but it's especially because their interactions and relationship have been so well done. Mm-hmm. And to say, actually, he doesn't want to be around him mm-hmm. if he can help it. Goodbye. That's how we end our trilogy. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something, but I can't say it on this show. So I, I won't say it. Okay. But okay. The final word on The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump into another annoying topic. <laughs> we don't have a DC character spotlight this week. We don't. Now. We did. Well, I mean, that? the one that we were going to do, we've just postponed. Yeah. And I 
need to finish my source material that I'm going over because <laughs> I haven't I haven't finished that at yeah. all. Um, but we are talking about DC legacy characters, yeah, and not one character specifically, but the topic of DC legacy characters because they do them. They have created some of the greatest ones, and then they don't utilize. They do them, them completely dirty. Some people get the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes their time in the spotlight is bad. Yeah, and then they get kicked but back for the most the, part. Yeah, to the bench, back to the curb. Yeah, shout out Dan Didio. Uh, um, that man. That man tried to kill Nightwing so hard, so many times, and then he successfully uh, character assassinated Wally West. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Tom you, Tom King. King. You can admit you it. You can say it. You can admit it. I know what you're capable of. I read Mr. Miracle. I read Batman. You've got some misses, Tom King. I'm not going to lie to you. But I don't think you did that on purpose. Without any encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Former FBI agent murders us in a <laughs> um, <laughs> Is he FBI or CIA? I think he was CIA. I thought he was FBI. I don't know. Either way, government. There's man. databases pinging in both agencies right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming for yeah. us, Justin. Because we joked about them killing us. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they have to. We'll do it for fun. <laughs> mm. Here's an exploding cigar. <laughs> um, but we wanted to talk about legacy characters because there is a DC Comics event coming up in the next couple of months called The Death another of the crisis. Justice League. It's another crisis. It's called, but it starts with The Death of the Justice League, which the Justice League being Clark, Bruce, Diana, Arthur, Barry, John Stewart, um, Shira, Ollie, Dinah, and someone I'm forgetting. I don't think it's Martian Manhunter, though. Hmm. I think there's one person that I'm forgetting. Either way, this is coming up. And, you know, I'm like, cool. That's 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 neat. I wonder how long this will stick. Um, I wish that wasn't how I will how I felt about, you know, big things happening in comic book stories, which will lead into a point I have later in this discussion. Um, but aside from them being like, we're going to kill the justice league. The point for that is also, Hey, we're going to bring in the new justice league and the new justice league is legacy characters, but it's the legacy characters that they just created and debuted in like the past two years who are all not their own hero. <laughs> so let's start with my boy, Jonathan. Kent. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I didn't read too much stuff. I read a little bit of super sons. I read the Superman stuff that had that and some action comics that had, um, Clark and John doing stuff together. Yes. 
really enjoyed it. Thought they were adorable. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the vibe of Damien and John's friendship. Yes. Right. Um, and then they ended up making this choice that I really was against where they were like, okay. Inter- quick maybe. interjection. Yeah. Martian Manhunter is on the Justice League right now. So he Ooh, will die. They're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. The last member that I forgot and it tech and I left her out because I thought I was wrong, but I was right in my own head. Zatanna. Yeah, I did know that. I forgot it, but like mm-hmm. I was aware of it. Zatanna, anyway. Zatanna, Canary, and Arrow are the only heroes that don't have statues in this uh, memorial photo in which there are statues of the fallen Justice League members in front of the Hall of Justice. I want to know if the Justice League stuff has been good because I was reading that one event where they were doing like the different pocket teams that were doing the Brainiac stuff yes. and then what came out of that and I had started it but I I haven't gotten well, it. Let me before. tell you, I started Justice League Rebirth number one and was like, this is fun, this is cool. I like that it's the team from the cartoon. Um, I like that that's not Rebirth number one, though. No, ju- no, Justice League Rebirth number one. No, but I'm saying Justice League Rebirth, that team is the new 52 team, except the Green Lanterns are Jess and Simon. Do they do like a mid-Rebirth relaunch of Justice League? Yeah. Because <sighs> they do this event where they bring in all these extra characters and Diana's leading the team that has Etrigan and all of them and she's doing her thing. And Clark has his team, and Lex Luthor is there, and they're all, you know. Okay, blah, so blah, that, blah. okay, so you know what? Yeah, that does happen in this book that I was reading. It's by Scott Snyder. Yeah. 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 It's it's that one, and then what comes after that is this new launch where they pick the cartoon lineup, except it's not Wally, it's Barry. But they, no, but they have the cartoon lineup in the Scott Snyder one, too. Everyone's there. No, right. That that might be the one that you're talking. We might be talking okay. about the same. Okay. All right. Now, yeah, yeah. But that's not. Justice this is very confusing. I did not know this. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, but I started. I read a whole bunch of the Rebirth Justice mm-hmm. League, and I I really enjoyed it because it had this theme of like, there are these threats consistently to Earth that only the Justice League can handle, mm-hmm. and that means something. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they were building it up to a really cool thing which might have been the Brainiac thing, which honestly was kind of a letdown if that's what they were building mm-hmm. up to. But it was a cool story regardless. Yeah. Um, shout out Starro. Yeah, boy. They do cool stuff in there. Um, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I started reading that, and that was pretty good, and that sets up like some conflict, but I haven't gotten back to it yet. Um, when does the creep... Because I know Chris Priest has a run as well, but is that... Yeah. I didn't know that happened, know. actually. No, because I remember, I remember being a big deal because that's when Chris Priest uh, came into my radar. Because they were like... Really? Yeah, because they were like, here is this super important black comic book writer. And here are all the things that he did for all of these, you know, characters. And you're like, oh, this man is yeah. very important. Um, very important. I had read other stuff by him before but mm-hmm. without knowing who he was. But before Black Panther came out, I read his Black Panther run. Because mm. I know uh, that's like, very defining for Black Panther man, going forward. it's so good. And it's so, like, genuinely funny yeah. and, like, clever. Yeah. 
Um, I'll get to that. I want to read his Deathstroke as well. Yeah, um, I want to check that out too. But yeah, so I started reading that. And so I started reading that because um, of Death of the Justice League because I wanted to see if I could catch up in time to know what the deal is with everything going on. Um, but I forget why. I forget why this came up. Um, Jonathan Kent. I started re- yeah. I re- I got the, I, I went out to make sure I purchased the first issue of his of Tom Taylor's uh, Superman Son of Kal-El run. Cause I was like, this is very important. I love John cause I've read some of the super son stuff and I've seen him in yeah. things and he's really cool. He's a cool guy. Um, I read that, uh, was it right around rebirth, pre rebirth, whatever Superman and Lois, whatever, when it's old Superman yeah. from the old universe and he's wearing the, <laughs> such a convoluted way to yeah. do things. Um, w- yeah. Um, but that they were doing interesting story beats with it when they did it, so I was like, "It's fine." Yeah. But it's such a convoluted, convoluted way to do yeah. it as a whole. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, I was reading that. John's cool. John's great. John, he's so cool. I I don't know who else John could be besides the next Superman. <laughs> right, and like, but the issue that I have with it is they went, "Okay, here's Jonathan Kent, Superman's son." Okay, now we're taking him away. Okay, now he's big. Mm-hmm. Hate that. And I'm like, why? Yeah. So now Damien's lost his buddy. Mm-hmm. Their dynamics really different. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're just having him be Superman. At the same time now as I don't, his dad, Superman. Now I don't know this kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't given me the time to. Because you took him away to age him up and then brought him back, and you're like, okay, Superman. Mm-hmm. And I go, why? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not against that. Yeah. He should become Superman. Natural progression, baby. Right. Which is going to be our core point (laughs) during this topic. But it's like, what about, what about Connor? Yeah. I don't need Connor to become Superman necessarily. Like that's. What about Kara? Yeah. I'm not saying, yeah, same thing. Like, I'm not saying that Kara needs to become the super person like but you already but have plenty of other people this justice league this new justice yeah. league and you say okay who's going to who's going to be the justice league jonathan kent superman's previously like 10 13 year old mm-hmm. son who is now an adult doing his thing yeah and i'm like i don't i don't like that you've done this. yeah because you didn't give him the time he needs to grow up and become an established like character. And it's the it's it's that young justice thing that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's worse because it's comics and there's no reason to do yeah. it. Cuz in Young Justice, I don't think they should have done it, but I can understand a time skip when you're like I want to get to expand this universe and I don't know how much time I yeah. have. Yeah. I understand. I don't approve, but mm-hmm. I understand. And it's like, for this, who's the next one? Uh, Wonder Woman. I don't know too much about her. Her name's Yara. But she seems cool. She seems thing. cool. All of these characters seem cool. Yes. But who are they? Where Why did they are come they from? The Justice League yeah. now. Because it's like, what's going on with Donna? Dope. Donna is Donna Troy is back. Where's Donna? <laughs> Where's uh Cassie? Where's Nubia? 
Where's Nubia? And you know what? Like, the funny thing is, there's literally like a mini series or a comic book, or whatever, going on with all, all of them. them. All of them. But here's Every the new Amazonian one. Amazonian ever. Yeah, but here's the new one. Here's this new one, and now she's Wonder Woman. Because it's like there was there's that point in comics where Diana stopped being Wonder Woman and Artemis took her place and stuff. Yeah. So it's like in this new universe that you're doing post New Fifty Two, you could return to that point. Or you could do the thing that makes sense and take one of these characters from one of the iterations of the Titans yeah. and be like, all right, here's the new Justice League. What I would like is characters from Dick Grayson's era mm-hmm. to become the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, harder to do because you've screwed up where Cyborg belongs yeah. and thrown all his stuff out of whack, yeah. which sucks. You've ruined Wally. Um <laughs> I, I don't know what Roy is up to. I don't know what Roy is up to. I saw I somebody. I think Leanne's alive now, though, so <laughs> hold on to that. Um, true. I saw somebody say that they aren't down with the idea that every one of these younger heroes needs to eventually become the league or a part of the league, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because the league is the source of all of this. Like that's like the A list team now hold on because if you're saying like starfire doesn't necessarily need to be a justice league member or like raven doesn't need to be a justice league member i can agree with yeah, that no, sure i get because that i can see them i can see them more being like you know raven joins justice league dark yeah. uh starfire is doing stuff in space that's fine yeah. however if we're going to do this here's the next generation why are you bringing these new people that i don't know anything about that you haven't given the time to flesh out and justify them being, we're going to give them whole books. When there's characters that have years of history that's been written. Yeah. And you look at them and you say, no one's going to want to read them, but these new guys we just made up, mm-hmm. let's make them the Justice League. Now, here's here's this weird thing about this. Because I want to make, like I said, I want to preface. We think all of these new kids are cool, right? We have nothing yeah. against them. Um, and it's very clear that this is like the next generation for whatever, like generation after, I guess ours, cause we're only in our early twenties, um, whoever their DC heroes are going to be right. And you'd want to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You can set up the next generation of comic book heroes, except that doesn't work when you want to have everybody around at the same time, all the time, like yeah. technically I guess my general, like my Robin, I guess is Duke technically, but not really. Hmm. Cause I'm, I age out of Damien being my Robin kind of, it's like, it's like both of them. Right. However, guess who my Robin actually is literally all of them because they're all around all the time. And anything I ever see them in is always them. Right. Right. And, like, the, the stuff that I was consuming growing up, Tim was my Robin, so I feel very strongly about Of course, him. yeah. Tim Drake is Robin. Um, and then once I got to Damien, my introduction to him was the second set of DCAU, which was the movie. Yeah. And he sucks in there. Yes, he so does. So bad. He does. So I was like, I don't like this character. And then I found out more about him in the comics, and I was like, okay. So they do the growth. character growth yeah. in him and make him something. Yeah. And then they take it away every time they switch writing teams and artists mm-hmm. because it's comic books. Yeah. But 
And poor Damien suffers the worst, I think, out of the Bat family when it comes to, like, regressing his character yeah. growth. Um, but, yeah, like, I had already had my Robin. I was way past the point of, like, I need a new one by the time the Damien oh, of course. was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the guy. Um, and then I, I learned about Duke after he was, like, on the team wearing yellow. And they were, yeah, so, no, yeah, well, that was yeah. my thing with Duke, because they were like, hey, here's this kid, and then they were like, oh, he's Robin, but not really, here are all these other kids are Robin, because We Are Robin is a thing that they did that I liked the idea of, but then it eventually just kind of phased out, I guess. I didn't like the writing on the first book, actually. Um, yeah, I tried to start it, and I was just like... It's a little, eh. meh. the same issue that every comic book has uh in the sense of let's be safe in our very first issue until the last five pages when we introduce a really big thing Mm -hmm. um yeah and then they're like okay so you're like oh okay so duke thomas is gonna be the next robin and they're like yeah but not really now he's lark and i'm like like okay that's weird why i don't know now he's the signal and he has powers what were you were you scared to make a black kid Robin? Like, <laughs> I don't understand the deal of like, because they're like, no, you don't need to be Robin. You need to be something more. We have to evolve past the idea of Robin or whatever. And I'm like, you had like five, dude. I feel like this is just the title right. of the job now. Like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm, o- I'm okay with Damien being the last one who is the new Robin mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, and we do new stuff with people, mm-hmm. but to have to be like, Duke is a Robin. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Now he's this random title that we made up. That's a bird. So we're going to hold on to that for a little bit. I did like the idea of the powers that they gave him. Sure. But I just, the stuff that I started, cause I was, trying to keep up with detective comics and then they killed Tim and it made me really sad. Mm-hmm. And then Batwoman kills Clayface. And I forgot like, about what? that. Oh man. There's such a heartbreaking scene where Cassandra Kane is like, she rips the, the bat symbol off of Kate's chest. Mm-hmm. And she says, this means we don't kill mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this poor girl. And like Bruce is giving her a hug, and I'm like, "Yeah, why would this happen? Yeah. Why have you done this to me?" Um, I think also Clayface is alive, and he never reconnects with Cass, who he was friends with. Oh man, what is the point because of having books. meetings where you keep track of what everyone is doing in order to just not keep up with what everyone's doing? I don't understand. I don't understand. There's retooling, but you don't retool by just deciding we're just going to ignore everything. You adapt off of what the prior artist did. Um, we haven't talked about the Batman in this thing, our new Batman. Who I like the idea of. He seems cool. Sure. I like his costume. Yeah, I really like his costume. But they have said we made up a fox to be batman instead of taking one of the existing ones because there's like three there's luke and there's tiffany 
and one more. He is another dog. I don't know that one then. <laughs> She's mentioned in Red Robin, I'm pretty sure. Because there's like there's the one that Tim is kind of having this little romance with, mm-hmm. and then there's another one. That seems like a good pairing. Tim's having a lot of romances in that book. My boy is Yeah. That's how you know a lot going on. That's how you know Tim really is the next Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not. Mm-hmm. And he never will mm-hmm. be, because they'll never let him. Mm-hmm. They'll let him be Batman Beyond, I guess. Yeah. Which is a really weird choice. Yeah, especially because you want to decide to kill your already pre-existing new character that you made for that role. For no reason. So. I just, if they wanted to to do this weird new justice league direction that they're going with why not set those stories i mean i i get that them not being the main book means less eyes get on them right i understand sure but it's like why not set them off to the side and do your own thing with those guys Mm -hmm. but it's like no we're just gonna make them the team and ignore and i don't want to say ignore because i feel like that's being a little bit unfair because they've at least in promotional art, made reference to the various Titans teams and stuff. They've shown, like, yeah, these guys. They're appear. very prominent in the, like, memorial um, panel right. that they showed off. Like, like, Nightwing's literally on stage at the vigil. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with them. Who knows? Maybe they might even address this thing exactly. It, it could be. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know enough about new Batman to talk about him besides the fact that he's another fox and he's obscuring the fact that he's a black man for some time, Mm -hmm. which I like if you're going to do a black Batman. I think that's really, it's funny in the sense of like, yeah, we have to tackle this. Like it's smart. (laughs) And I'm glad they do. And I like the interactions that I've seen him have with Dick and with Bruce that I've read, Mm -hmm. I've just seen like panels on Instagram, like that sort of thing, but I've enjoyed them. Like I've liked the way that he's interacted with the bat family. I like the, I always like the idea of the symbol of Batman being so important that it outgrows Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It no longer matters what you want, you know, or who you want to be Batman Mm -hmm. necessarily. It's like you started the, the fire rises. Uh, you started this whole thing. <laughs> this man looked me in my eyes and just shook his head at me. Um, but yeah, like, you started this thing, but you don't get to say how it ends. Yeah. And, you know, Cass shows up and becomes obsessed with the bat, the the concept of the bat. Mm-hmm. Because it's not Bruce Wayne that she's dedicated to. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fight and it's she she sees the value in yeah. it, you know, and like all of these things where Robin is like, you know, Dick Grayson becomes Robin and then Jason Todd is like, well, nobody's doing it. Here I am. Yeah. You need someone. You mean Tim? I, you know, no, no. But like Jason is they're like, it's not that he chooses mm-hmm. to be Robin, mm-hmm. but it's like from a from an editorial standpoint, mm-hmm. I guess it's like, oh, we got another yeah. orphan kid. Yeah. They gave him the same backstory to begin with, which is really funny. Yeah. And he used to be blonde. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. 
That Jason has um, to keep dying his hair. There was a comic where he had red hair, it and was, I like that idea. It was um, Batman and Robin, where Dick is Batman and Damien is Robin. Yeah. Because he has the white, sh- the white stripe in his hair because of the Lazarus pit, and he's talking about yes. it to uh, I hate when they get rid of doll that. face, I think, or doll girl, whoever that girl was that was his Robin that was a victim of Professor Pig. Professor Pig is gross. Professor scary. Pig is a very great Batman antagonist, and he should only be Dick's antagonist. I can agree with mm-hmm. that. Unless you're Beware the Batman, then you can do whatever you want. I love you. Mwah. Except not whatever you want, because I saw that concept art from season two, and you're going to do a lot of bad, dumb things. Let's, but, mm, man. Anyway, yeah. we're not talking about Batman right now. We're not. I was getting to Tim because, like, after Jason, they're like, whoa, you're in the role. Stuff you in the costume. Kill you because people don't like mm-hmm. you. Tim shows up, and he's like, Batman is a bigger thing that's vital to Gotham. I don't care what you want, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Here I am. I'm Robin yeah. now because you need it. Not even because I should be. He's not even sure if he should be yeah. Robin. He just knows Batman needs one, so he has to. Yeah. It's an obligation. And I think those kids that come to, to Bruce and tell him, like, it's not about you. It's about this. Canonically, those are the ones that he has shown the most open affection to, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. I'm always a fan of the kinds of superheroes who were like we just need people to do good like we need people to support this cause this greater good it's not because i've had a tragedy befall me it's not because i um it's not not because something happened to me or a family member or we're in some situation where i need an out it's because all of us are struggling and we have to do something about it. We need all the help we can yeah. get. In terms of Superman, they call it the never-ending battle. Yeah. And it's like, that's being a superhero. Yeah. And, like, I I have issues when there's two fully-powered Kryptonians on Earth at the same time just existing and trying to fight in the same way because mm-hmm. that feels like too much. Yeah. But, like, the fact that they usually don't do much with Kara makes me sad. Yeah. I and need to Superboy I need to get back on her little mini series cuz I read the first issue of that cuz I grabbed it when it came out written by Tom King and art by I can't remember right now. So but I want to pull up the artist because she's doing a tremendous job. Yeah. Comic book artists do not get the credit they deserve. They do not. They are equal contributors to the story. I'm looking it up right now still. You keep going. Because when you take Tim Sale away from Jeff Loeb, what happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, Because that man has made some choices. Ah, it's Bilquis. Bilquis Evely. Evely? Evely? I don't even oh. know if I'm saying her first name right, but she's doing right. awesome work. That's the as one. she's always done. But I'm saying, like, if you want to have people take the role of Batman, Superman, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, they have these established characters. I like when comics make new characters. 
I like legacy characters. Yeah. Jaime Reyes, that's my boy. I love mm-hmm. him. But what did you do? You took a character who had been dead for a while and were like, here's how we can breathe new life into this character and do something with him yeah. that's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And these new guys, they do seem interesting. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel justified to be like, these. this is the Justice League when there's so many people who have been in the wings for so long. Yeah. I think it, the additional point of that is, like I said, that none of them are their own hero. Like, no. they're all, like, replacing the figureheads of the Justice League. And it's especially disappointing when you look at older Justice League runs, like, important Justice League runs, like the, the 80s one, where it's, like, there's no Wonder Woman, there's no Superman, no Flash. Batman's it's, it's, around. Yeah, Batman's around. It's Martian Manhunter. Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, Fire and Ice. Like... Blue yeah like it's not even i'm like oh you, you should it's not even like oh you should have put you, why there's not even a flash on the new justice league which is weird because they have the new non-binary flash who is really cool but it's like i'm not like i'm saying like yeah. oh throw wally i really like their design yeah their design is really cool it's not like i'm saying oh throw wally on there throw or just throw donna and and uh dick on there or like i'm saying like you have a bunch of other people you can rope in to be the Justice League. Like, you could throw in Blue yeah. Beetle. Like, you can throw in Jaime. You can throw in Animal Man. <laughs> you can throw in Vixen. Right. It's it's the fact that if you decided to go with legacy characters, why did you pick these new ones who are, like... Just there John to replace the other ones. away from his father. Yeah. Jace Fox and Bruce Wayne, as far as I know, do not have a close relationship. Yeah. Yada, I don't know too much about her, but she's new. Yeah. You know? So it's like... Joe Mullen, who I don't know a lot about and I didn't think was actually in main continuity. That's fine, because it's a Green Lantern. I love that idea. <laughs> I, I mean, that's I, totally fine. I was going to say, like, I, I didn't know for sure if she was going to be the one that was on the team. Yeah. But if they're going to put a Green Lantern on the team, it's her. I hate that they killed John. Should have been you, Hal. For the 15th time. Should have been you, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> please. Ollie, knock your arrow. It's time. <laughs> You've done it once. You can do it again. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I'm cool with that. I think like, that makes sense. It's, <laughs> it's so disappointing because DC has some of the best legacy characters in the comic book game. Absolutely. I feel like Marvel is, Marvel is only them. caught up to them in that regard in the past decade. But think about how Marvel has nailed how to do legacy characters. Yeah. There's two Spider-Men. That's fine. Yeah. They both get to be Spider-Man. They're not Miles. You are Arachnoboy. Yeah. And you have to wear this specific look so that you're not Spider-Man. No one thinks you're Spider-Man. It's, you know. Kate Bishop, you are Hawkeye as well. Laura Kinney, you're Wolverine. Yeah. It's these things. It's like. They take the role. It's like the the new Wasp. She's just Wasp. Yeah. Like all these characters take their role and they work sometimes alongside their their predecessor, the one that inspired yeah. them. Or I guess in Kate's case, this dude who also happens to shoot yeah. a bow because. <laughs> yeah, that's the but one. Yeah, that's, like, like I said, that's the one thing that does bug me a little bit about that show is that there are like. Me too. She, yeah, like, obviously self-taught and has gone through all the trouble to become Thank her God own. Thank God they didn't change yeah, that. Yeah, but, like, I was inspired by you because I saw you 
save people that yeah. you know i don't know if she was blipped or not and i still need to know that and i'm never gonna know that um but yeah it's it's frustrating to to <laughs> it's frustrating to see once again um dc get lapped in the thing that they were like exceeding at in that regard yeah yeah but also Marvel Biggest still has thing. that problem of like the people who were around since before are still around. Yes. And Marvel has it the worst because they have never had a reboot of any kind yeah. ever. Ever. Bold. They've had very bold continuity. <laughs> no, yeah. And well, I, it's just it's the fact that they make it work. They had Secret Wars, right? Yeah, but all that really did was like we brought Miles and some people in. We shuffled a few things around, but it wasn't like here is this new reality where the history that you knew didn't happen the same way. Here's the new stories we're going to tell. How did, you know, Peter Parker become Spider-Man? Amazing Fantasy 15. That's the truth as much, you know, as it was when it came out as it is today. Rather than Detective Comics 27 does not really matter. Right, where it's like, how many crises have we had to reboot and fix things and shuffle stuff around, and you know, how many times has DC failed to make? I can't believe they said because literally, (laughs) when I watched that video of uh, was it Joshua Williamson being like, Mm -hmm. the death of the Justice League marks the start of a new crisis. Really, you doing another new crisis right now? For real? Don't talk to me about another crisis until you're bringing Superboy Prime back. Like, didn't I they really say they were bringing Superboy no, wait. Prime? They brought Superboy Prime back for a uh, medal, didn't they? That's what he was in. Because I was I'm like, wait, it. no, they did happen. bring back Superboy Prime, but it was for one of the medal books. I'm repressing it. That's terrible. I hope they do Superboy Prime in... Young Justice. <laughs> you would have thrown another thing so you can get mad about I'm it? I'm saying, like, shut up. Listen, what I'm saying is once we're done with this whole dark side thing, what do you do next? The, the what's his name? Um, the Court of Owls. No, the Anti-Monitor or whatever his name is. Which is tied into Superboy Prime. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, continue. Mm-hmm. I'm right. <laughs> I literally since season two, I've been like, I wish they would do a Superboy Prime thing. Yeah, Connor's dead. His soul isn't at his rest. What does that mean? I don't know. Let's get back to the topic at hand. I mean, they're legacy characters. It's fine. I We're not no, I know. I just want to. Ta- I want to talk about um the comic books thing. I mean, I feel like we've we've covered most of our points, though, right? We covered most of it. I, um, what was the other thing I was thinking? Just when it comes to the the never ending nature of comics and being like, I know that this character has grown past this thing, but I want to tell a story when they were at that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna regress mm-hmm. it instead of being like, this story happens before. Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing that. Yeah. Because it's like, again, Marvel isn't perfect by any means. Yeah. 
Marvel makes a whole lot of mistakes in their comics, but um, when they were like, we want to do the the first class of X-Men when they were young. How are we going to do that? Time travel, bring them into the future, do this whole little fun thing. Mm-hmm. And you know it can't last, but it's like they didn't decide to make Scott Summers act like a 16-year-old again. Mm-hmm. They just brought in 16-year-old Scott Summers. Spider-Man life story is its own thing. Yes. What about that Spider-Man book by J.J. Abrams? I forgot that was a thing. Remember when everyone was like, Spider-Man 4? I was like, are they going to do do Spider-Man 4 as a comic book? Because that's the only way I see this making sense. Right. I thought the same thing. And it would have been cool. I would have loved to have read that. Especially after seeing the the concept art of when he's fighting Vulture and he's and what I think was supposed to be a really early scene, yeah. and he's getting, <laughs> oh my gosh, man. that man is getting destroyed. The sh- so many shards of glass enter his body mm-hmm. and tear him apart, and I'm just like, how far into the movie is this? Because it they make it they frame it as if this is the Vulture's Ten. first appearance yeah. as the Vulture. Yeah, man, it's wild. I'm very glad we've gotten to talk diverse things outside of Batman today. Yeah. It's fun, ain't it? I love the character spotlights and what we can do with them, but I can't, I can't wait till we're done with Nightwatch so we can do this again. Oh, on the yeah, regular. yeah. Just as a whole, just the broader, like, DC legacy universe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's this week's episode of Foiled Again. Um... How do you feel? How do you feel coming away from this episode, Cam? The Dark Knight Rises sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, DC Legacy characters, I wish we could let things progress naturally and let the right people have the roles that they have earned uh, throughout their history and give them a chance. I'm all for creating new characters, though. We can keep doing that. Mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't just like a new Batman. We have so many potential Bat people. Yeah. We have several candidates to be the next super person. We have so many candidates to be the next Wonder you Woman. You know how they did Secret Wars 2 and Civil War 2? Mm-hmm. Battle for the Cal 2. <laughs> yeah. It'd be hilarious. They did Secret Wars 2 and then Secret Wars 2015 is the third Secret Wars, by the way. Yeah. But they just call that one okay. Secret Wars. Yeah. I just need to be sure that you were oh, aware no, I know. I and wanna... you weren't calling the 2015 one Secret Wars. Too. I just wanted to make sure, you know, you got the idea of the two. No, no, I two got it. Two battle, two cow. I don't think we should do that. Oh, no, that's a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But shout out, uh, who did that? Tony David wrote and drew that book by himself. Tony S. David, if I'm not mistaken. Tony S. David. Anyway. That doesn't feel like a like a person's name. It it doesn't. I'm gonna look this up. I'm looking it up right now. Tony S. Daniel. Oh yeah, Tony I'm S. Sorry. Daniel. Okay. Cause that's who I knew Forgive you me. were talking about. But in yeah. you saying the name wrong, my brain just completely threw out the first two parts. 
I'm so sorry. Anyway, he's one we'll of my favorite artists. Completely. Shout out Tony S. Daniel. Yeah, Tony S. Daniel, who wrote and drew Battle for the Cow. Mm-hmm. Just great artist, great comic book um, professional. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You can follow the podcast at For the Gencast on Twitter. Um, make mm-hmm. sure on whatever uh, platform of choice in which you listen to the podcast, please give us five stars or, you know, just an excellent rating. Shout it from the mountaintops that you love us and pledge undying loyalty to our brand. Um, if you want to yell at Cam for his or what he thought about the Dark Knight Rises, you can follow <laughs> him at k.cruz on Twitter. If you want to mm-hmm. yell at me for what I think about the Dark Knight Rises and how I feel about legacy characters, you can do that at Kylo Reese on Twitter or Instagram. So yeah, next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. But next week, Batman v Superman. Uh, talk about the DCEU as a whole. Mm-hmm. We'll also watch Man of Steel because we'll also watch Man of Steel. I'm gonna throw in for me personally, um, Wonder Woman, and if I feel like it, Zack Snyder's Justice League. But we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have fun with that, um, because. I will just be watching Man of Steel to catch up on mm-hmm. it and BVS. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening for again. Listening. We'll see you next week, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>